You're listening to the Gluten-Free Guide Podcast with your host, Vanessa Weisbrod. Welcome to the Gluten-Free Guide Podcast. I'm Vanessa Weisbrod coming to you from the Celiac Disease Program at Children's National Health System. And I want to start out by saying a huge thank you to all of our dedicated listeners. Today's podcast is very special. I am so excited to welcome two of our teen mentors onto the show. Joining us in the studio are Dana Musser and Miranda Neusner. Both were diagnosed with celiac disease at a very young age and have expertly navigated their gluten-free diets through various stages of childhood. They are loaded with awesome tips for teens living a gluten-free lifestyle, and I'm thrilled that they are going to be sharing their experiences about dining in restaurants, participating in school activities, and even going on some dates. My co-host, Ellen Wilcox, sat down with Dana and Miranda, so take it away, Ellen. Hi, Miranda and Dana. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So uh, how long have you had celiac disease, or when were you diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed when I was two years old, so I've been gluten-free for 13 years. And you probably don't even remember any other way, right? No, I have always just been used to it. How about you, Dana? I was diagnosed when I was five, so 10 years, but I've had it since I was around three, so for two years off and on I was really sick, and back then they didn't know celiac disease and gluten-free things were very below the normal, and so there wasn't a whole lot to go on, so it was hard. So now, uh, fast forward to where you are now. You're both about 15, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school. Yeah. And so how is that going? How, how do you manage that in high school? So for me, I always bring my lunch. I don't even bother with trying to talk to the cafeteria staff. It's just, if, if it's your thing, you can, but I don't find it worth it, the cafeteria food. I've always hear people complain about it anyway. So whatever you bring from home is usually better. That's and, probably, yeah. probably true generally, right? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Miranda? Um, at my school, so we're like on an urban campus, so we can like go out for lunch, or we can stay at school and bring lunch, or we can like eat in the cafeteria. And most people don't eat in the cafeteria, so like I normally go out and like go to Starbucks and get like like plain coffee or like bring a lunch from home um so it's like more flexible okay okay and that but it means you have to spend time getting ready extra time in the getting ready in the morning to make sure your lunch is ready Mm -hmm. but it sounds like it's a good healthy option that works for you guys do you have any advice that you would give other teens to try to help them find ways to make it easier to follow the gluten-free diet like they need to while they're in high school what what tricks have you found that help Ooh, um, it's a good question. Uh, definitely um, make ahead of time. Make sure you know what food you're going to eat. Like, if you're going out somewhere, Google it online. Like, if it's a restaurant, make sure you know what you're eating. If it's somebody's house, make sure they know that you're gluten-free. Or if, they, if you can't do that, right when you get there, make sure they know. So if they need time to get it ready, you can get it ready. And worst-case scenario, just don't eat it. And then... You can eat when you get home, or you could have eaten prior, or you can bring your own food. Just rule of thumb, bring your own food, and make sure you know what you're eating. 
That's probably good advice, teen or adult or kid <laughs> anywhere, yeah. right? Miranda, how about you? Do you have any special tricks? Um, so when I was really little, I like don't really remember this, but I had food that I had already been eating that was gluten free, and like since I couldn't eat the stuff that I like liked that was gluten, my like my mom had to help me and like show me that the stuff that I was eating before that was gluten-free was just as good. So, like, finding things that you liked before, like, I always liked M&M's when I was, like, really little, and I thought that I couldn't eat M&M's anymore, but my mom told me that they were gluten-free. So, like, all the things that you don't, like, then they don't necessarily have to be, like, labeled and marketed as gluten-free, but they still are, like, some restaurants that I used to like and I still like because they offer gluten-free stuff. Oh, that's great. So... Dana, you mentioned going to a friend's house and how you handle that. How do you guys explain the gluten-free diet and what you need to your friends? So, I mean, most of my friends at this point, I've been friends with a lot of people for a very long time, and especially some of my friends since they were born. And with them, like, when we were younger, they wouldn't eat until I had gotten my food, my best friend. And then people I've met more recently... Uh, they know now but I had to explain it to them I had to say like hey I have this allergy I just I mean even though it's an intolerance for me it's celiac it's not an allergy people generally understand it more they think they believe it's more serious if you say I have an allergy versus I'm on this diet they think you're being pretentious or you're being high maintenance and that's also their issue but then but saying that you have an allergy makes it more real to them it makes them seem better um, it makes it um better to more easy to it understand. It, yeah, easy to understand. And um, you just have to, if they don't want to, like, get them esteeming high maintenance, if it's, like, especially for a relationship, like, um, I recently got in a new relationship, you have to, if they really care about you, they will understand that you can't eat like this, that you can't, you have to have this in order to maintain your diet and be healthy. So, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think that's something that people with celiac disease who are single whether they're a teenager or adult, think about a lot, which is if you're meeting somebody new and just starting to build a relationship, you know, when's the right time? How do you talk about what you need? It's got to be, like, the first thing. It, like, I mean, most people go on dates, they go on lunch dates or dinner dates, they just share food. I mean, especially in high school, you just share food with your friends. You, the biggest thing you have to tell them is that I'm gluten-free. And, like, the sooner they know, the more they'll think about it. So, like, at the beginning, my boyfriend didn't think about it but now he's like well now I started thinking about it and I so many things I eat have gluten in them and he buys gluten-free food for me and he makes sure that I have stuff and it's they they get used to it how about you Miranda yeah so I don't have a boyfriend right now but, but um my friends who like talk to me every day and like who I'm like always texting and talking to like have known me for a really long time so like sometimes when I sleep over at their house their parents like have already something made for me and like my really close family friends have like little bins in their house of just like some gluten-free snacks to have when I come over um and like when I tell new people the first thing that they like think is like oh like you're one of those people because I think kids my age like who go like vegan and gluten-free are just doing it to like say that they're doing it and then when I like explain to them that it's like a serious allergy then they like understand it more. So you also find saying allergy just helps people understand it better. Interesting. Especially talking about your experiences like when you do get like if you do get cross-contamination or if you do eat gluten that makes it more real for them like this is what happens when I eat gluten. Like, they don't want that to happen to you. Has that happened where you were out somewhere or with friends and you got sick? It's happened a few times. 
Um, only it's only happened once at school, surprisingly, but like, the people I spend a lot of time with, it just happens to overlap. Like, especially my really close family friends, they've definitely been around me when I'm sick. But I've been able to keep it more clean now. Like, I've been able to, it, the episodes are fewer and far between. Well, so that's Glad good. That. But, yeah. Have you ever, either of you ever had friends who just didn't understand or care about it in the way that maybe they should? Not really. um, Everyone I know has been really good about it. And, I mean, some people who I've had issues with, like I've had problems with outside of this, they tend to start making fun of it. But, I mean, you just got to have to brush it off because this is the way you have to live. This is the way you have to eat. And if they want to make fun of it, go ahead. But it's not going to make me go off the diet. You can't change that. It's not going to happen. Right, Miranda, have you had that experience? Yeah, like it's something you can't change, and I think everyone's been pretty understanding of the fact like they're not going to force me to eat gluten, but sometimes they'll get like annoyed if I can't eat at a certain restaurant and I'll want to go somewhere else because like I can't necessarily change like the fact that I can't eat at a restaurant and like some people are really like sensitive and are like, oh yeah, like we'll take you to a place where you can eat something and sometimes they'll be like, oh, well we want to all have like Mexican food so we're all going to go to California tortilla and you can't have anything so that how does that how do you feel when that happens doesn't feel good sometimes it's like also not really my plan like like my friends do birthday dinners a lot like when my friends have their birthdays and they'll pick they'll be like oh let's let's pick between these three places and like none of them will be fine and then like it's kind of difficult because I don't want to take over their plan So so what do you do when that happens um normally if I'm like stuck at a restaurant that I can't eat at I'll like sometimes ask the waiter like if there's anything on the menu that they know is gluten-free or if they like have had like gluten-free like customers come in and then if it's like the worst situation like I'll get like a drink like a soda like a lemonade or something so has that that's happened before yeah that's happened yeah that's tough mm-hmm. that's hard yeah yeah it's happened to me I mean when I was younger I decided I didn't need my mom to come on a Girl Scout trip and we went to New York and they all went to Panera Bread and I can't eat anything there and I mean at the, I was pretty young and I still had a lot of issues with anxiety so I didn't I wouldn't I wasn't able to stand up for myself so I kind of ate like a salad and I didn't have any dressing on it and I was kind of just in my corner like but then I learned from it you have to advocate for yourself I mean I know you say you don't want to take over plans and that's a big issue too but like at some point people have to understand you have to say like you have to stand up for yourself like hey that I have to eat something I can't yeah just not eat so how do you guys deal with situations when your friends are like picking a restaurant to go to um so a lot of the time I'll try to suggest places that I can eat and sometimes they'll be super up for it or sometimes it won't fit the setting that it's supposed to be in um and sometimes like my friends will pick a certain place and everyone will be up for it so it's like hard to go against the plan um and sometimes I'll like end up going and finding something to eat or just like having a drink and like I think it's important to like go for food and eat with your friends but like also sometimes if I'm just like just wanting to see my friends I'll just eat before or eat after and just like sit with them and talk because I think that's like more important. How about you Dana? I mean same thing uh just have to pick a restaurant that you know and if you can't then you don't eat but also you have to like stand up for yourself and um you don't want to like uh take over the plans and um like say I have to go here but sometimes you do have to do that you have to stand up for yourself and advocate for the fact that you can't eat the the same way that they can and 
that's that can be hard but it's also a necessary thing to do so if you found yourself in a restaurant that you're not familiar with um, what would you do then I would ask the waiter about uh, gluten-free options and if they don't know then ask to talk to the chef or a cook or the manager and usually they know more and today's day and age most restaurants know and they can talk about it and or get somebody who knows and so you just have to find the person who knows so since you guys have been growing up essentially with celiac disease since you were little what suggestions would you have for teenagers who maybe are just getting diagnosed right now um i think it's really important to go on a trip with your parents to like a supermarket or a place where you can buy a lot of food maybe like a farmer's market or something and just find gluten-free food that you like like there's so many brands of gluten-free food that you can get and just finding something that maybe like doesn't taste the same as you like used to or doesn't like you don't love it as much but it's something that you like can hold on to I remember I used to like always love cookies and always love pancakes and like for a while my parents had a hard time finding that stuff and then like as you know the food industry like brought more gluten-free food into like supermarkets and stuff I've been like able to find the stuff that I used to like and now there's almost like gluten-free replacements for everything like like all different kinds of like cookies that I used to have when I was little and like all like different kinds of pastas and everything's just becoming gluten-free and it's like it's easy to find stuff like I I see people and they're like oh I, f- I got these gluten-free cookies like my mom got them and she didn't realize because they were so good it was oh like, great yeah <laughs> Dana what advice do you have for somebody who a teenager who's just getting diagnosed like she said I mean just find the foods that you enjoyed before and find them find gluten-free substitutions or find recipes and I have always have found lots of recipes off of those like mom websites that have a bunch of gluten-free and vegan and everything they always have gluten-free recipes I know I found my families even the ones who can't eat gluten like their favorite favorite um, banana muffins and they taste great they taste just like regular ones and so you just have to find recipes and find substitutes and so it makes you feel better about these are the foods I enjoyed before and I can still enjoy them now well, Miranda and Dana, it was such a pleasure to get to chat with you guys. Thank and you for having us. Yeah. I hope the rest of your high school is awesome <laughs> and so great to meet you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miranda and Dana, for joining the podcast today. I know this has all been so helpful for other gluten-free teens listening in. Now, before we sign off, I've got our grocery store tip of the week, brought to you thanks to the generous support of Giant and Martin's Foods. If you're packing a school lunch, you're probably looking for a crunchy snack to include, like gluten-free pretzels. Grocery store snack sections are now packed with gluten-free pretzels, including your basic pretzel, but also some spiced-up versions, too. There are now gluten-free chocolate and yogurt-covered pretzels, honey mustard pretzels, and even caramel and sea salt pretzels. There's definitely a gluten-free pretzel to fit every palate. Well, we're out of time for today. I hope you all enjoyed today's podcast and we'll talk to you again next time.